we're all human beings. We all have our own stuff going on and it's going to be a challenge to accommodate this all this new technology and, and checking that people have done the right thing. We're, we're going to have to be really patient with each other. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Last time we caught up with Jane Strode. She was about to open a new restaurant, Dean and Nancy, on 22. Well, she did that, and then Sydney went into a four-month lockdown. She's getting ready to reopen again, and things are getting back on track. Jane, how are you? I'm very well, thanks, Huck. How are you? I'm good. You've had a, an interesting year. Uh, opened opened a new restaurant, back into lockdown. How are you feeling? I'm feeling excited, and I'm feeling a little bit nervous because when we were open for those five weeks, it was really crazy, uh, and everybody wants to be busy. But um, it was, yeah, it was. We learned a lot. Let's put it that way. So I'm excited to have put all those things that we learned into into practice. It wasn't the first lockdown that Sydney's had, but it was quite a long one. Did it feel different this lockdown? It felt really, it felt really different to me. I think, I think at the start it was very confusing. The, all the information that was coming out was, was it going to be a week? How are we going to handle this? I know that Gladys was very had a very easy approach in the past. I think uh, Sydney Siders had been kind of lulled into this false sense of security that we'll be right and, um, you know, our contact traces are, are, are amazing and it won't last that long and it won't be like Melbourne. And then Delta just completely changed the game. And, uh, yeah, no, I didn't expect it to. Uh, go anywhere near as long as it did. Um, I'm so, yeah. What sort of impact did it did it have on you? Such a long lockdown. Well, it's given us a lot of time to reassess uh, the menu, uh, how we dine, uh, the venue, like use the data that we've we've gathered. It's been. It's been a challenge to stay engaged with all our team members. There's been lots of Zoom meetings. I've been running cooking classes. We've been doing trivia nights. We all really like each other, so it's been it's been easy to stay engaged. Today's my first day back with seeing all the bar and restaurant team, and it's just so amazing to have people in the venue again uh, and noise and energy and personalities and yeah it's really exciting to be getting stuck back in again. Dean and Nancy on 22 were, was only open for five weeks. Tell, tell us about what it was like in that period and what the offering was. The, um, what was it? it was I think I, I, I knew that it was going to be really busy but I didn't quite understand that there would be a queue out the door every night and that's that's so we were yeah I was still just shocked at um how much food was leaving this tiny little kitchen and we've really had to think about how to better manage that process so it's now a much more 
the, the devil is in the detail, I guess. There's much more prep to be done and food is now, it's, it's an easier way to share the food and, and deliver the food to the to the guest. What are some of the issues that you think you'll be facing moving forward during this sort of op- reopening phase? I think people checking in and and showing us that they've been fully vaccinated is going to be really, really tricky to manage. It's time-consuming. Uh, it's absolutely necessary that we all take the time to do the right thing. I think people are going to get frustrated with how long it takes. Um, I, I know that, that someone that works for us that's come to work today, he's he is double vaccinated, but they can't find his certificate. There's going to be all these little technical issues that we just haven't had to deal with, and we are all... We're all human beings. We all have our own stuff going on and it's going to be really, it's going to be a challenge to just accommodate this, all this new technology and, and check, check, checking that people have done the right thing. We're going to have to be really patient with each other and that's going to be hard because people are just chomping at the bit to go out and have a good time and party and drink and eat and socialise. Like we just want to do that so badly and we want to provide this environment for people to do that, but we still have to go through these these processes that don't feel that easy at the moment. Vaccination rates are, are, are quite high and they're obviously growing every day. Uh, what's your f- sense and feeling with this reopening in the next year for hospitality? I think that there's a I, – I, I honestly don't know. Um, I feel like this this latest – this last lockdown and this last variant re- has really solidified that we really have absolutely no idea what's going to happen next and that it's very, very hard to plan anything and that even if we are fully vaccinated, there may be another variant that just changes the game completely. I think we still need to just keep doing the right thing, but also emotionally prepare ourselves for the ground shifting completely at any time. You mentioned that today's the first day of catching up with your staff and getting on top of everything. How are your staff feeling about opening them up? Everyone's really excited. Yeah, everyone's really pumped. I mean, it's an amazing venue. Um, It's a really exciting place to work. Everybody's... Yeah, everyone's really, really excited. Uh, it's not too long till you do open the doors. How How is it going to feel once you um, fire up the, the kitchen and welcome guests in again? It, we keep saying it's our second chance at a first impression, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> and it, it does really feel like it's brand new again because everything stopped. But I guess it's like having a second child. So the first <laughs> the first time you have a child, it's so brand new and it's so magical, but you have no idea what you're doing. I don't you know, I don't know how to I don't know. Just tell me what you want and I'll and I'll give it to you. I don't know how to put you to sleep. Like all the stuff that you've read in books, nothing makes sense until you're actually doing it. And then you have the second child and you go, oh, yeah, I know, I know, I've got this. I can do this. I can handle this. I know what you need. I've learned. I've been, I'm experienced. So it's all the joy 
without the anxiety. What's exciting you about this upcoming summer? I'm excited about. I'm ex. Um, we've really, we've really refined the food. We it took us a while to really decide what was best going to suit this incredible space, this room, and what the kitchen is capable of. So I'm, I'm really excited about doing things that are that are bigger um, and really pushing my um, – I love Asian food. I love big, bold flavours and seafood, and I think all those things really go very well in, in summer. You have an astounding uh, career, but has, has this role – um, and this huge uh, development that you work um, with, has it, has it changed you and changed you as a chef? What being here has really distilled for me is how much I love the fight. And when I say the fight, I mean getting ready to go into battle. And when I say battle, I mean service. So I love to prep. I love to work with pastry. I love to be creative. But I really love being as organised as possible and sharpening our knives and tightening our aprons and and just saying to each other, good luck, I'll see you on the other side, and then going into battle. And we, we want it to be hard. We want it to be really busy, but we want to be in control and we want to kind of win the war but come out with a couple of lacerations and some really, really amazing stories to tell. And, um, yeah, we want to win, but just by the skin of our teeth, if that makes sense. And I, I was just, I, and it is, it's the fight. You know, I want to be good at something that's really hard. And um, the, the hardest services that chefs have ever had, like they're the ones that you still talk about because you survived it, you got away with it. You know, we take photos of of a, a docket spike that's full to the top because it was that hard. And um, but we still we came out the other end. And we um, and I mean every kitchen has its own has its own language and lingo and and um, we just never ever ever say that we're prepared. Oh my, we we have even though we want to be as prepared as possible, if we ever say that we're prepared or we're ready, we know that we're going to get absolutely nailed. So we're always going in. Like, how, how underprepared are you? Oh, not prepared at all. Brilliant. Like that's the joke. So, um, yeah, that's um, – I just – I haven't done it, this kind of – that kind of service where the dockets are just coming in and in and, you know, like it's just the machine, the microsystems, printers just going around and around and around. But, um, yeah, I love it. I absolutely love that part of it. Well, Jane, I know this is the first day you got all of your team back together, so we'll let you get into it because you've got a lot to do. We've loved catching up with you. Good luck with everything, and uh, we'll catch up again soon. Thanks so much, Huck. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we take a deep dive into the lives of the incredible people who ply their trade in the food and hospitality sector. Special thanks to executive producer Rob Locke for making this all happen. 
follow us on Instagram at Deep in the Weeds Podcast or email us at podcast at deepintheweeds.com.au. Stay safe and be well.